0: Bing bong. I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, a bonus episode where I was joined by Scott and Mallory of Charmory. Charmory is known for creating a card game as well as a children's book revolving around Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, making it easier for you to teach an orange pill, family members and friends. I had an interesting conversation with them on their education background and the things that Charmory taught them. Uh, as well as they revealed some new swag that they're going to have at the Bitcoin Miami booth. Um, So be sure to check them out there if you're going to be down there. I'm going to be down there as well, so be sure to say hi. Um, And remember, everything said in this podcast is the opinion of the host and or guest and should not be taken as financial advice. So, uh, like I said before, not financial advice. Now let's get into the episode. All right all right we are live with a bonus edition of the state of bitcoin podcast we are here with scott and mallory of sh uh, i want to make sure i'm saying this right is armory or yeah. armory armory okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh yeah so tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on i know you said uh you know you you teased a little bit before we got on here about some new products and everything like that so why don't you give us a breakdown about what it is and uh, some of the new products you got rolling out for the conference.
1: Cool.
2: We're excited. You want to go for it?
0: Sure. I'll kind of kick things off and go from there. Yeah. We, so
1: uh, we launched Chamory, um in April of 2020. So almost exactly two years ago, we'll be celebrating its second birthday um, at the conference. So we'll awesome. have some things in store for that. But essentially uh, what started as, and grab one here for everybody. Um, There's a card game. It was really meant to be a fun side project. Um, for us to work on. Um, I've gotten interested in Bitcoin, uh, kind of similar to you, Brandon, like we are talking about in the 2017, 2018 space, um, kind of dragged Mallory along from there. And yeah. as I kept diving down the rabbit hole, wanted to be more involved. Uh, both of us have a slightly different but um, background in the education space, um, as well as being parents. So we wanted to kind of, we realized there wasn't a lot of content or products out there for fun educational ways for all ages of people to learn. Um, And so that's where the idea for the game um, came about. So it's good for kids or adults. You don't need to know anything about Bitcoin going in. Um, It plays similar to the game of memory, um, and it really teaches concepts built around Bitcoin mining. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from the game uh, went so well that we ended up saying, well, we want to keep growing this stuff. Uh, Last year, we launched a book called Goodnight Bitcoin. um, So similar to Goodnight Moon. Um, and our goal really, as we keep growing things is to kind of be that go-to spot for, like I said, fun educational ways for kids or adults to kind of have that orange pill and, and easy ways to, to start learning, um, and kind of grow from there. So that's a quick glimpse of, of our background.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, you kind of touched on it on your, uh, orange pill timeline, but why don't you get into your orange pill story? Like, How did you find Bitcoin and, uh, you know, how did you, I guess, uh, you know, how did you end up convincing Mallory here that uh, <laughs> not some what crazy internet money? Yeah,
2: yeah, your time started a yeah. little earlier than mine. And then I can jump in yeah, and so, my side of things.
1: So mine started, like I said, uh, late 2017, 2018, kind of the end of the last bull run, kind of you know, caught my attention. Um, the first time I remember hearing about Bitcoin, I want to say it was probably 2012, 2013. Um, I remember watching a local uh, uh, news channel here and they were doing a story about the first Bitcoin ATM. Um, for whatever reason, that always stuck in the back of my head, obviously never did anything about that at the time, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> still it all works out in the best ways. Um, and, you know, from there, I just kind of, besides, you know, investing, just kind of started learning more through podcasts, books, that sort of thing. Um, my background is, like I just mentioned, a mixture of education as well as um, accounting, So um, I kind of have kind of the the math brain mixed with um, some of the other concepts that kind of come intuitively to the the Bitcoin ethos. And um, I think from there, obviously, um, being married kind of from the investment side of things, having to have both of our buy in um, is kind of where Mallory's story picks up
2: yeah yeah so scott i'd say would start bringing up conversations around bitcoin around dinner or like you know late night we're watching tv he'd throw out you know some comments and to be quite frank about it i was not very interested (laughs) i like to be transparent it was kind of over my head and it was what it is um but we started you know investing more allocating more and more money to it and i think that's when you start paying attention a little bit more um but even then you know i was i was semi-interested But when Scott decided, well, us together, decided to make this card game kind of as like a little side project that we wanted to do. Um, And the purpose of it was to educate the people around us, some family members, some friends, in like a fun, easy way about Bitcoin mining. That's when I started being a little bit more interested because my background is in education. Um, So the idea of being able to educate somebody in a fun, hands-on way piqued my interest. Um, So that's when I kind of dove in. And then last year we were at the Bitcoin conference down in Miami and the feedback for the card game was so overwhelming. And we were meeting with families who would come up to us and say like, oh, this card game brought my family together. This card game made my uncle or made my kid interested in Bitcoin. And now we have conversations. That's when I was like all in. I was like, this is really something that is fun for families. It's working like people are giving us positive feedback about it. And ever since then, I've been all into it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So, um, I guess let's go back to the story of you guys making this game and creating it. So, what I, I know you guys said you both had, um, you know, some both have education backgrounds, but you know, what kind of drove you guys to bring it to a card game? And then, you know, I guess a follow up question to that is, you know, your experience during uh, the creation of the card game did it kind of help you? Um, Both of you, I guess, fully understand, you know, everything surrounding Bitcoin. Did it help with your own personal education as well?
2: For mine, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's when I started learning more and more about it. And it was Scott really instructing me as we were making the game. Like, that's the first time that I really started understanding the basic um, elements, such as like a nonce, a target, a Genesis block, this idea that they would build on top of each other. All of that comes from the game. You, You have to know nothing to play it. Um, And then you leave the game with that, with that information. And quite honestly, a lot of it, I was learning it as I went, but Scott had already known that he was breaking it down into the digestible way that it was.
1: Yeah, I guess um, that's kind of, as I was learning more about Bitcoin, I've never mined Bitcoin myself, but kind of being able to break things out down into a digestible way is kind of the way my brain works. And so as I learned more about mining, um, in a very rudimentary, simple way. It kind of clicked in the back of my head where, okay, there's lots of stuff going on, but at the end of the day, it's all about a nonce and a target. And if those two things sync up, that blocks mind, and away we go. And that's when I said, oh, that that's similar to the game of memory. Mm-hmm. So the game itself is played very similar to the game of memory where there's you know a bunch of cards laid down on the, uh, on the table. All of our stuff is built around these fun um, kind of monster characters that are there. So here's one of the, the targets. So you'd have the nonces flipped over, flipped face down um, on the table with a target set. You're trying to find that matching one in a comp- competitive way. So instead of computers using um, energy to create the hash, to be able to go through and create that, that competition, you're using your mental energy to be able to remember where those matches are, to be able to get that match, mine the next block, get a reward
3: mm-hmm. um, and
1: go from there. So it was that simple nonce target kind of just very simple connection that clicked in the back of my head that then I brought it over to Mallory uh that said okay you know this is it's a game we all we're all familiar with that's why you need to know nothing to play and uh, we're just kind of spicing it up with with some Bitcoin um uh, ins and outs weaved in.
0: Nice. So you kind of fooled her right so like, <laughs> exactly
2: exactly I fooled her too <laughs>
0: yeah that's the way to do it right so you, you fooled her to, to tell her all right let's create this game let's create this project but at the same time learn Bitcoin. That's yeah no, that's it yeah. That's an interesting way to to tell her, uh, you know, hey, let's let's learn about this crazy internet <laughs> money that mo- most people think about. But yeah, uh, good on you, and and get, get on that. So, um, you guys kind of brought it up already a little bit about your react, uh, the reaction you had at Bitcoin Miami of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, who are you kind of who is your target audience when you're when you were kind of making this game? Um, and are you seeing it more so like, um, I guess people using the game to orange pill people of their same age or is it mostly um kind of as like an education resource for for children it's a good great question it's yeah truly there's so many wide, ways to answer that a, a wide range yeah make so,
2: yeah.
0: uh, it however you want
1: let's do yeah. so the biggest one probably still is kind of bitcoiners who are parents um, mm-hmm. especially for the the, uh, the book since that's for uh, that younger audience but you know the nice things that we've seen, like Mallory was alluding to, especially at the conference last year is the game and the book are things that can orange bill anybody. So um, for the game, if, for example, going back to mining, you know, we've had conversations with companies in the mining space who have said, you know, this is the simplest and fun way I've ever seen mining explained. We want to be able to use this as an onboarding tool for our employees or for mm-hmm. new investors or for uh, merch or swag that we're going to give away. Um, and that sort of thing. And the nice thing also is the game STEM Authenticated. So for those who are familiar with kind of the traditional education space, science, technology, engineering, and math. So we have that authica- authentication where, you know, if you're a, a teacher at a school or a STEM center, being able to go to your, your principal, whoever, and say, hey, you know, I want to start building curriculum about Bitcoin. Um, I have one way I'm going to do it is through this game. And hey, it's also STEM Authenticated already. So just that kind of badge of um, uh, authority uh, can go a long ways in that traditional space while they catch up to everything going on. Um, but yeah, kids, adults. Uh, one of the fun stories that we heard probably about six or eight months ago was somebody who had started playing with their family, grandparents, them, and their kids. And like two or three weeks later, the grandfather went out and started mining Bitcoin himself. Um, oh, wow. so <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy reaction. Yeah, so that, that's <laughs> extreme. But we we haven't your... heard that since, no. but
2: it's an amazing example. Yeah there's a lot of them yeah i mean we've heard one of the other good things that i love hearing is and that came up at the conference is that families came up to us and they said to us you know this um game is so unique because it's a collaborative game and a little bit less competitive so when i kids sit around what we realize is that if everybody collaboratively works together to mine the blocks from the genesis block to a block height of 10 everyone wins but if you're hacked then no one wins Mm -hmm. So it took out that um, competition sometimes you see between siblings where one person wins, you know, and everybody else is a loser. There is an independent winner. Whoever ends up with the most Bitcoin rewards wins. But ultimately, everyone at the table is collaboratively working um, to to mine their blocks. So that was a fun way. I don't even know if we really intended it that way when we made it. But the idea of a collaborative family game is nice too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it seems like it's, yeah, it's bringing people together from all ages. So... Um, yeah good on you there well let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of the the children's book um, so is this your first one that you've written and then what kind of made you guys transition from a card game to more so of a, of a book format
2: yeah this is our first book that we've ever written um, and it was inspired by our daughter so we have a daughter she's two years old and um, her name is Charlotte and One thing that both Scott and I firmly believe is that kids are much more capable of learning at a higher level than we probably give them credit for. So in our parenting, we do a lot of um, adult conversations made a little bit more simply, you know, so we talked to Charlotte about Bitcoin, even though she's just two and she has a general idea that it's a form of money that you can pay with it, um, that the value, you know, can go up and down. Like she has a solid understanding of it. And one of the things that she can do is that she can recognize the you know the classic b for bitcoin because kids they're all about like recognizing little things so we wanted to take it a step further and again when we started looking into children education products in the bitcoin world there there wasn't anything at all um so our love for reading to her um combined with wanting to teach her real things about bitcoin um inspired inspired the book so it's really cute it's the characters from the card games um, and it goes through, it's a little monster named Satoshi um, meets up with a friend named Hal. Um, and together they work with monsters all over the globe to create a new form of money. Um, and they do it, you know, like it's some really fun illustrations. Um, they do it and there's, you know, little things about blocks, about nodes, about sats. It's it's the whole thing. So it's a fun story.
1: Yep. And the nice thing is, you know, obviously for those toddlers who are um, interested in it, they're not reading itself yet. So it could be, you know, going back to the, maybe the grandparent is over um, and reading it to the kids and the grandparent has nothing, no idea what Bitcoin is, Ooh. but in their back of their head, if they're going to, they're going to start now seeing it. So yes, it's a children's book, but the adults got to read it to the kid in many cases. Um, and that's kind of doing the orange pilling itself as well. Um, I know Mallory's seen that with her mom a few times yeah. asking, asking questions as uh, she's read it to Charlotte. So it, it does uh, do a nice job of, um, getting that education across to the adults too
0: yeah and it makes it like in an easy digestible format as well so i think that's uh you know what a lot of kids at least my age um you know i'm in my late 20s and uh some of the the adults even my parents when i try to bring it up to them a lot of things you know i start to get into it the ins and outs and you know it gets really intimidating to them so then they kind of zone out initially Mm -hmm. so uh, I think this is, you know, a great way, exactly what you're saying, you know, children's book and, and a card game to kind of get everybody together and, you know, collaboratively kind of learn just, you know, organically. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what kind of got me into personal finance was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's kind of a classic, classic mm-hmm. book. And His thing, too, is, is really pushing the games. And uh, yeah, with financial education, I know he's got a couple of them as well. Um, so I think this could be you know, very great for the Bitcoin space going forward. Um, so uh, I'll go a little bit off from, from your Bitcoin uh, related stuff and go more towards the education realm. Um, so do you think the uh, current like, education system is, is uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of reform going on, uh, especially in the state of Florida um, where I'm at right now. Uh, Governor DeSantis actually just passed something that says in high school, you have to pass a financial literacy test as part of your graduation um, to receive your high school diploma. Do you think that there's, uh, I guess, kind of more of a shift um, that you guys are noticing uh, as far as like financial education goes? Or do you still think there's still kind of a a gap when it comes to the traditional education system? There we go. Sure. sure. I think you probably both have.
2: I think we have similar views on this. Similar views and
1: probably strong views. So yeah, I think there's definitely shifts going on in many ways uh, with the traditional education space. Um, And like you were alluding to, I I would kind of characterize the shift for the financial education is probably happening faster for the the individuals, so like the kids or the parents recognizing that it's needed. And then schools are going to slowly be dragged along because that's typically how it happens in those spaces. Schools are the last to adapt and change and be innovative um, and they don't really have the incentive to because they're getting the money no matter what. As long as the kid shows up, they're going to have that, uh, that funding to be able to keep going on the next day. So teachers need to have the incentive to change and they also like being spoon fed. Um, and so as people, especially when it comes to Bitcoin, so one of the great things over the past year plus is we've got to meet a lot of other people who are looking to educate around Bitcoin. And they've started building curriculum um both on its own and and built around our products and as that curriculum gets built being able to say hey teacher xyz you know you're teaching you know sixth grade here is you know out the box here's some curriculum that you can implement for financial education that teaches about bitcoin as well you don't you know need to go off and create this on your own so they like they like that spoon-fed nature of what they're going to teach in most cases and hopefully, as people that are building this um, create more and more of it, that's going to be kind of initiating the change um, for that financial side.
0: I gotcha. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that there, there's definitely a long ways to go from from what I can tell. But I think that they're, you know, like you're saying, they're they're starting to, to move um, towards that direction. There's kind of sort of being a shift towards that direction too. And I think. You know, one thing that Bitcoin is really doing is it's kind of opening up, uh, you know, a lot of people's eyes and curiosity to uh, the problems that are in the current financial system that we're in. And I think uh, a lot of people are, are starting to recognize that and realizing like, hey, this expected 2% inflation every year, uh, you know, really isn't isn't uh, a good thing for us. So, um yeah, I think Bitcoin's kind of helping change the education a lot. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the current events that are going on now are, are kind of shifting that, um, you know, drastically. Um, so you guys are, are both parents and in, in California, um, have you noticed, I guess, other parents kind of uh, educating their children up up uh, there as well? And uh, are you kind of just, I guess, spreading the knowledge to, uh, you know, similar, uh, I guess, your, your parent or your kids? parents friends or whatever um like how are you guys uh spreading the word of bitcoin um to i guess uh the masses
1: i think the biggest way is probably <laughs> just
0: through the the game in the book yeah so we,
1: um i guess one thing we both are, our personalities we're not too pushy so all of our friends and family they know what we're doing uh, they know where our interest has been they know about the games the books um, as they become more interested and want to ask questions you know there's definitely been some who have ask those questions, made their first purchase, that sort of thing. So they know where to find us and we're always open to, to chat and tell and learn. Uh, but I think we're both firm believers and they, the person, whoever it is, probably needs to be ready um, mm-hmm. whenever that step is to be able to start learning these things. Cause if you just, if you're just being told something similar to school, um, you're probably not as likely to uh, go down the rabbit hole and become actually interested. So I think that's probably the biggest way that we've we've gone about it. Like just, talking about the work, you know, being like, Oh, you know, we're going to a conference, you, you know, then be, Oh, what are you going to the conference for? So just those little kind of interactions. Um, and, you know, you know, I've had friends who, you know, a year later have come back and said, Oh, you know, I think I'm ready to, you know, buy Bitcoin for the first time. How should I do it? And so, you don't knows? it could have been some random thing I said a year ago or Mallory said a year ago that then let them remember that. So just kind of ease them into it. Um, like it could be scary as we all know, uh, the first time you, you go down those paths and, and, being uncomfortable and like you said, financial education is something that a lot of people never learn. I know we never really learned it in I school. I
2: really remember um, learning it in school. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you kind of feel uncomfortable to begin with. And mm-hmm. then it's some weird thing called Bitcoin that you you probably only heard the the crazy stories about. Um and kind of just let the person become comfortable in whatever way. And probably if you know them well, trying to figure out, you know, is something are they going to be most interested in, you know, money go up or are they can be most interested in Hearing about how it's helping people in Africa or El Salvador or Guatemala, um, you know what's the angle that that person is going to gravitate towards most, and you can kind of steer the question that way, um, or the learning that way um, would be another tip.
0: Yeah, I think I, I've talked to a, a, a few different people about this too, and and one of them um, is uh, Bitcoin Stoa or at Nobody Caribou on, on Twitter. He was uh, you know big in the Canadian trucking convoy, and his big thing was. You know, when he's coming up to these people, um, just gaining their trust initially. So kind of along the lines that, that what you guys were saying is if you know the person or, you know, don't come at them so strong and, you know, tell them that, tell them about Bitcoin immediately, maybe get know the person first. And um, that'll kind of help, uh, you know, them trust you and then not think you're trying to scam them out or anything mm-hmm. like that as well. Um, so do you guys think that your, you know, your your education background has kind of played a role into um I guess, your ability to uh, educate the masses and educate your friends and family on Bitcoin. Um, And uh, how do you think that that's helped you?
2: Yeah, I think so. So my education background, I'm not a teacher, um, but I do work in helping high school students who have disabilities of various sorts uh, plan for their life after high school. And I focus mainly on employment. And with that, I talk a lot about Freedoms that come with being an adult. um, And you have to be financially set. And what does that mean? And um, what is your, what kind of life is it that you want as an adult? Do you want to sit at a desk, you know, nine to five? Do you want something, you know, a three day a week, 12 hour shift? Like there's a lot of things that I work with my students to talk with them about. And I think it rolls over nicely because. When we, or at least when I think about like how Bitcoin has affected my life, um, one of the things it's done is it's brought a lot more freedom and it's let us live out a dream um, that we maybe otherwise wouldn't have. Um, You know, before COVID, we both worked in an office nine to five, very typical jobs. You know, we barely saw our daughter, we picked her up and then her to bed and we really hung out with her on the weekends and it wasn't for us it wasn't what we wanted um and luckily scott now does you know sean marie full-time and it's allowed us to travel more it's allowed us to educate people it's opened up my like a huge network of individuals that we've met um you know through podcasts or through zoom or whatever it is and it's a you know it's gained us freedom that i that truly wouldn't we wouldn't have without bitcoin the opportunities it's allowed us to have so I talk about that too, you know, I'm, I'm open when I'm educating people, but I think being able to think forward and think like, what kind of life do I want and what can I do to make that happen? That's something that works in my career. And when I talk with other individuals,
1: yeah, no, that perfect sense. I think part of, um, I think it kind of helps, helps that. So Mallory, like you said, she kind of had that, um, counselor type background Uh, my education background was in the ed tech space so i worked on products and selling into schools and that sort of thing so it was a kind of a nice mixture of um mallory has kind of the more hands-on learner uh, viewpoint uh, where i had more of a product viewpoint so being able to merge those two things together when we've created everything we've created and brought those things uh to life i think has been helpful um through the, the experience
0: as well yeah that's awesome um, so uh, let's bring it uh, back to I guess the, the Bitcoin space. So um, you guys said that you got a you know a very positive response last time you went to the Bitcoin Miami conference. Um, you know one thing that I've noticed is that you know the Bitcoin space is very encouraging to entrepreneurs and to you know people just educating. And you know I've really enjoyed being in it. Um, you know just following as an outsider and uh, you know making connections this past year when I've been. Uh, you know, creating content as well um so what has been your favorite part of being a part of the Bitcoin community and uh you know what are uh I guess some of the things that that have uh you've learned because of you know maybe even connections you've made through twitter or, or other experiences that you've had?
2: Are we going to go first. Sure. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite part of the community has been the relationships. I'm huge on relationships. It's what fuels me. It's like what gets out of me out of bed. I just love meeting people and I love forming like real relationships and having real conversations with people. Um, So the relationships have been it's so exciting to me. And I think you totally nailed it when you said that the Bitcoin community has been so supportive Um, and I would use that word to describe them as well and it seems like we have brought like true passion and a true desire to educate you know people's families or educate you know kids and adults and it's well received i think people cuz they know that our intentions are they're really true so we've been able to build up these relationships um and it's also opened up my mind to things that i didn't realize were or i didn't pursue previous to getting to meet all of these different people, you know, like one of our good friends now lives out in France and has a podcast, The Once Bitten Podcast. And listening to his um, podcast, oftentimes he talks about like different types of education methods. And being an educator myself, I really only believed in traditional education, but for meeting him and meeting other Bitcoin families, a lot of Bitcoin people are, you know, thinking outside of the box, which I applaud. And there's things like unschooling and different types of homeschooling um, that I didn't really know existed before. So I'm so thankful for that. And without those relationships, my mind wouldn't have even known about all these other um, non-traditional types of education that are working for people. Um, and it's working really well for them. And so that I'm I'm grateful for, you know, I, like we can educate people through our products, but in return, I'm also educated by our relationships, um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the people that we've met with has, yeah, no, it's I'd, definitely changed. My everything. answer,
1: my answer would be the same, just the, it's the people um, you alluded to it in some of the things you were saying, just being able to, you know, reach out to people just like, you know, we had never met before. Um, just kind of quick DM, hey, I think you'll be interested and boom, here we are today. Um, and that's how, you know, the majority of people are. And I think um, Bitcoin Twitter sometimes get, uh, gets a bad rap from the outside of, you know, being angry or hostile or whatever. And it couldn't be further from the truth, especially when you meet people in person, like, like everybody who's going to the conference will see um, that, you know, those little interactions were for us, the tipping point of being able to say, okay, this is, you know, this isn't just a fun of side thing anymore. Like we can build this into something that's going to let us live the life we want to live going forward and and for our family. And so being able to interact with people um, from across the world, like it's, mind-boggling to think of all mm-hmm. the places the game's gone over when the past over the past um, two or three weeks. Um, we For a while now, we've been partners with the Built with Bitcoin Foundation. Oh, I'm so the, glad
2: you're bringing that up. I was just going to talk about yeah. that too.
1: So one of the relationships we've built is with Yusuf and, and Built with Bitcoin. And for those that don't know, um, they're an awesome organization. Um, started off doing work in Africa, and now they're doing some work in other places as well. But they're using Bitcoin to build schools um uh, to be able to teach not just about financial education and bitcoin but truly just schools for these villages in africa i believe they have six of them um, that have been built over the past few years and so uh, over the past two or three weeks Yusuf and the team have been down there they've had um, our book and game uh, with them to leave at the uh, at the sites uh, been sharing videos and pictures and um it's crazy to think that some random thing that came out of our heads um, is now you know sitting on shelves and in a schoolhouse um, in the middle of Africa somewhere that, you know, we could have never imagined, but it's helping these, these kids and these families um, who, many of which don't even know English, um, mm-hmm. but they're, they're translating it and being able to, to learn from it. And it's kind of uh, crazy that, you know, just reaching out to somebody on on Twitter one day could lead to that sort of interaction and being able to see something that, that we created in some far off place that we, you know, we hope to visit um, someday
3: soon.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, that story is awesome. Yeah, and I think like you guys both kind of uh, pointed to, to it a little bit. But I think one thing that, you know, Bitcoin and being in the space has taught me is kind of, uh, you know, focusing a little bit more on the future and like having a longer time horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the more that I kind of focus on that and and think about, you know, my decisions that I make daily, um, seems like everything just kind of starts to happen quicker. Like, I mean, you guys are a prime example, right? So I mean, what you said, you started this two years ago and you already have games. Uh, you know, you have a big partnership and everything like that. And, and you're now, with Scott, you're working on it full time and you've got it all the way in Africa and various schools and everything like that. So I think, you know, the more you, uh, oddly enough, it seems like the more you focus on like the long term and down the road, the quicker things happen for you. You just blink and it's already there. So that's awesome. Um, so good on you guys for that. So, um, but yeah, uh, so I guess uh, looking forward a little bit, um, Bitcoin Miami is only, uh, you know, a couple weeks away. So what do you guys got planned for that? And uh, I know you you mentioned a little bit earlier, you guys have a booth. Is that, is that correct? Yeah.
2: Yes, we are excited. Yeah,
0: we're excited. We've got a booth. So
1: um, this year, there's a whole bazaar area that they're setting up. There'll be about 40 um, vendors of various types. Um, bitcoin products and non-bitcoin products um, like the key there is everybody's accepting bitcoin um, and so we will be at booth number 32 um, i don't know the exact location but if you can't find us that's the number um, but we'll be there we'll have our book we'll have our game uh, we also resell yeah, let's show that a product called stats ledger um, so for those who are familiar with it um, MTC is out of the uk created this about the same time we launched the, the game mm-hmm. and so we become friends it's a fun way for um, maybe you're a parent and you give your kid an allowance in Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. so there's a, a gamification to it, um, through these two little ledger products that, that come with a bunch of different stickers as well, that, that help the process along. So of those three things, and we will have about five, um, brand new products that we are, some are limited just for the conference. Um, but one of them is we haven't announced any of these. So this is the first time people have seen it. We have a nice little Bitcoin monster hat. So our, our purple, um, Hal, excuse me, Satoshi monster. Um, on a hat there will be part of the the swag that'll be available at the booth. So um, four or five other things in the store for for that launch. So we will be there um, every day. Mm -hmm. And So don't hesitate to come on by and say hi.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I'll definitely have to stop by. I'm going to snag one of those hats too. So put one to the side for me. Uh, (laughs) What day is going to be there? Are you guys going to be there all the, I guess the 6th through the ninth or 7th through the yeah, so we get in the late on the
1: fifth, so we'll have to be at the booth the sixth, seventh, eighth. The ninth will be um, either a partial day. Or we fly out late afternoon on the 9th, so I know it's the concert day anyway. So I'm not sure how many people will be hanging around the uh, the bazaar. So we there. There's also for those who are interested in the education side of things um, on the evening of the seventh at seven p.m. I don't have the location yet. Uh, a bunch of um, educators that are doing Bitcoin Bitcoin educators are putting together a meetup. Um, so if somebody's out there that's interested in, in joining for that, feel free to, to shoot a DM my way, um, either my personal DM or, or the place one, one. and I can keep you up to date on where that location will be. But uh, myself, um, Dusan, who's out of Slovakia, he's heading it up. Um, he has a mission to educate 100 million people uh, by 2030 in Bitcoin. So he's getting into the schools over there and um, some friends from El Salvador and Daniel from France and uh, just a lot of educators um, coming together um, to, to, to talk and chat and, and have drinks so anybody's welcome to, to come join us
0: awesome that sounds like a lot of fun maybe I'll stop by as well all you right just- yeah I definitely will I'm stopping by the booth I'm getting one of those hats that's for sure <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you're gonna like a few of the other products too. Then. Yep.
0: all right I'm excited I'm excited yeah I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely come by and come get some um, so one last question to wrap it up, um, just a general, what do you get, what makes you guys most excited about Bitcoin for the rest of the year, but 2022 and beyond?
1: Um, I think for, I, let we go first. Sure. Uh, I think it'd probably be a more personal thing. I think since, you know, January was uh, when I officially went full-time on Shamari. So I think just having the first full year of us being able to have one of us 100% focused on what we're doing. So it's obviously not Bitcoin price related, but the price does help the eyeballs coming to,
3: to see us. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: so as that, hopefully you come out of the, the nice sideways action for the past you know six months or so will help that process. But just I'm, we're both excited, especially to be able to, to focus, you know, be able to launch these new products. We have some other um things in store for after the conference uh, mm-hmm. both physical products as well as some other partnerships uh that we're hopefully working on so just being able to see where the rest of 2022 and going back to your your comment earlier kind of that longer horizon you know we're not we're not just in it for this year but you know we know some of these things will will take longer than this year but having the um the stones in place to be able to make sure that that grows from there so that that's for me
2: that was a good one um Well, the end of this year, and this goes forward to the next like several years, I think the more that people are becoming aware of Bitcoin and um, in our current, you know, financial and global um, issues going on, I think that, you know, Bitcoin is it's looking appealing to people for different reasons. Um, And I think that the more eyeballs that go on it, um, the more people are going to trust it. They're going to be interested in it and they're probably going to want to educate their kids about it. Um, so I'm hoping that in turn, you know, Shamray will continue to be like the place, the business that people go to for fun, educational products on Bitcoin. I think sometimes uh, we're a little early to this space. You know, we're the we're the only company out there that's doing educational kid products. But I don't think that's going to be the case in a couple of years. I think we'll be right in the market with a lot more people interested in what we have. Yep. We're
1: yeah, happy sure. to work Sorry, to go ahead we're happy to always work together so just like you know uh, you know working with sats ledger or some mm-hmm. other people so if you're out there and you have ideas uh whether it's products or other things you know like i said our our dms are open everywhere so feel free to shoot us a note
0: yeah for sure i'll uh, i'll definitely refer you guys to anybody that i hear interested in these kind of products as well um so scott to your point uh i know you got you're gonna kill it first year um <laughs> into uh full time with this. Uh you know, you guys are already doing great things, it sounds like. So um, you know, I expect to see it keep rapidly growing. And uh yeah, I mean I think uh the, the price action hopefully will help and to, to Mallory's point there as well. Uh, I think adoption is uh rapidly increasing just because of everything that's going on too. So um you know big things ahead for Bitcoin and I think uh yeah I think we're all kind of here a little early or at least it seems to feel that way. So um, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining so much. And uh, yeah, I'm Brandon at green candle. IT. This is Scott and Mallory. Uh, if you guys want to give any last closing remarks, where to find you and uh, yeah, everything else.
2: Yeah. Shout out the website. Yeah, Go so for thanks it. Thanks for having
0: us. Thanks everybody. For, yes. Thank
2: for you. This l- was great.
1: Listening and watching. Um, so on Twitter, um, the, the shamery handle is play shamery S H uh, A M O R Y. The website is just com. Um, that's where you can find all of our, our products on there and like we just mentioned we'll be in miami as well um if you want to get something through the website you can use the promo code green candle um, that'll get you 10 percent off uh, so feel free to yeah. that to your heart's content anybody out there but uh, look forward to we both look forward to, yeah. to meeting so many new people and, and seeing some old friends in about a week and a half or so i guess
0: yeah for sure all right well that's it for me and that's it for Scott and Mallory. Thank you guys so much again, and uh, yeah, catch us all at Bitcoin Miami. Come up, come up to their booth, buy some swag. Yeah, come to us. Yeah, buy the game for friends and family and everybody else. So, exactly. Right. That's it. Thanks, everybody.